Just a quick reminder before we get into today's show, you can call or text us at 570-POD-WAD-1. That's 570-763-9231 with your ideas for icebreakers, topics, or just general feedback. We'll probably use it in the show, and you'll save us some creative energy, which we greatly appreciate. Find out everything about the show at yallheard.me. Now, on to the episode. Y'all Heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. Also... We are celebrating National Give a Kid a Smile Day today. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. <laughs> Pete, how are kids. you? <laughs> yeah. Pete, how are you? I'm okay. I'm. I that don't want. Sad. I don't want to talk about my week. Instead, I want to talk about. Did you know that there's a Party of Five reboot and the family is Mexican? Yeah. Um. Yes. I but, just saw a commercial for it, and I was like, uh, uh, and then I Googled it, and <laughs> what I found hilarious was the original creator of Party of Five was like, I don't understand why they have to reboot this. I mean, the story's already been told. And I just thought that was funny, like, your parents are dead and your family has to raise, there's only one possible journey <laughs> that could exist in that situation. <laughs> I just want to say one thing where, like, that's cool that they're Hispanic. However, honestly, I don't know. Okay, so Charmed was rebooted with all Hispanic people. One Day at a Time was rebooted with all Hispanic people. And now Party of Five was rebooted with all Hispanic people. To be honest, I'd just rather there be more Hispanic people in shows than entire shows reimagined with an all-Hispanic cast. Because that seems more pandering than it is just hiring more Hispanic people. That's yeah. just my thoughts. I mean, I might not be right on it, but I'm just like, calm down. Like, I'm not like jonesing for a Hispanic party of five, but it would be cool to see like a Hispanic love interest with a white guy sometimes, but not every single person in the show being Hispanic. I don't Hispanic know. Hispanic Night Rider. <laughs> I don't even know what Night Rider is about. Was it the one with the Baywatch oh, the man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's weird. That's how your week is? I discovered that yesterday, and then oh. also... So far, it's we're recording on a Monday, guys. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about this week, this week I was sitting in my office and accidentally had one of my headphones off of my ear. So I had to overhear a coworker complaining about the Super Bowl uh, halftime show. Oh, my God! Because, are you fucking kidding me? Because, quote... These are the same people who are all meat, hashtag me too, and now they're up there dancing with barely any clothes on. <laughs> um, that's not the fucking same. That's funny. I, I know, like, because the implication to that statement is, if you dress that way, you deserve to be harassed. <laughs> you fucking, oh my god, that's funny, because if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I actually, like, copied a like a piece of a fucking think piece article like oh are these women empowered or is this just me too i'm sorry finish what you were saying that's pretty much it and i was just like okay if i'm finishing what i was saying i was just like oh why do i have to listen to this person's opinion about anything <laughs> and then i was like i can't just put it over my ear now because she's gonna be like oh mr sent you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah 
And it was a woman. And I find that even more unsettling. That is more unsettling to me. Um, First of all, there are like so many. Okay. JLo and Shakira are not like new to the biz. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that they had a lot of fucking control over their own Super Bowl halftime show. So first of all, if a woman chooses to express her sexuality on her own volition, that is totally different than her being exploited by, like, male society. That is her choice. They're fucking middle-aged, and they want to be like, we could be as fucking free and wild as any 20-year-old, because I really feel like there is also ageism in this shit, because I think fucking Taylor Swift was just as skanky the last time she performed, but nobody gives a shit. Because she's only 30. And for some reason, once a 40 or 50-year-old, because J-Lo is 50 and Shakira is 43, are dressed scancy, everyone makes a big deal like it's extra scandalous. But I was reading through a lot of tweets and a lot of articles, and it was almost never just a comment on what they were wearing. It was almost always a fucking comment like in like, oh, my God, you 50 year old, like strip on your old time. Like those are two separate points. That, by was, the way. Other wanna... that was that was closer to what it was. Now, you have to understand, I didn't watch any Super Bowl related things. I didn't see the halftime show or anything like that. It was fantastic. Um, it was it was the same people who were doing the Me Too, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and there they are up there dancing on a pole. So I'm like, OK, so you also think that if you dance on a pole, <laughs> you should be. <laughs> harassed and treated in a certain way but the fact of the matter is that pole dancing has become so appropriated by the fitness community that i don't know that there's any sexuality to pole dancing anymore (laughs) honestly i'm just gonna say this i so i was seeing it thank god i was seeing it with someone who likes latin culture because if i was seeing with someone who was just any other thing that totally psyched i would have like fought them (laughs) so i don't know whether i was unfazed because one Everyone fucking knows what JLo and Shakira bring to the table. Shakira like is known for being a, uh, oh, like a a gifted belly dancer, and JLo is known for being a fifty year old woman who flaunts the fact that her body's fucking tight as shit. So like, if they did anything other than what they did, I would be shocked. Also, not to like be semi stereotypical, but also like Latino women like bring a certain thing to the table by default. Like, I feel like Latino culture is less uptight about, like, showing off your bodies. Also, they have curves, and I think if they were skinny, maybe people wouldn't have made as big of a deal, but there's something about, like, being curvy that, by default, makes stuff seem a little bit more sexualized than it would on a skinny body. Like, if you have big boobs and you're wearing a crop top, it seems more scandalous than a woman with little boobs. If, like, someone with no boobs and no ass was wearing what, some of what they were wearing, people wouldn't have made as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's just so many things to unpack about the way that people, like, reacted to it. But also, I just want to say my favorite thing, which wasn't even about the Me Too, is that, and it didn't mean anything to me. Like, I had to, it, it, it hit me, like, slightly delayed. But J-Lo was wrapped in a Puerto Rican flag and singing Born in the USA. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. Because that shouldn't even be subversive. Because she is. Because Puerto Rico's <laughs> from the USA. But so many people think that it's not. Yeah. So that was just like so good. But no, I just, if you're going to make a Me Too argument, take the age out of it. Or if you're going to make an age ar- argument, take the Me Too out of it. People are somehow bundling both things as if they're relevant to one each one another. But also, 
being part of the Me Too movement doesn't mean you need to be a fucking covered up prude. But like, kids are watching. That was that was the excuse. Also, but I kids say, are watching. I would have my kids see it. Nobody's pussy was showing. <laughs> I would have my kids see it a hundred percent. If I had kids, I would be like, look at this kids. These are fucking. I wouldn't say fucking. I was like, look at this kids. Be proud. These are two proud Puerto Rican. Or they're not both Puerto Rican. These are two proud Hispanic women. Who are just owning it. Like, I will say that no one in my Hispanic family would shield their kids from it. That is totally some sort of like subconsciously racist, xenophobic bullshit. Like, there was nothing obscene. Yeah, they were scantily clad, but they weren't scantily clad more than someone in the Grammys is scantily clad. And I don't think people need to put their kids to bed before the Grammys <laughs> come on. Like, come on, bitches. Look at what your other awards show are full of, and you will realize you are being such a fucking hypocrite because they were not any more scantily clad than... Give me fucking break. Like, Lizzo's on. And Adam Levine was last year. Yeah, well, (laughs) I don't even... I don't watch that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm just really upset that anyone... If you really think that that's scandalous... Take a look at the other media that you're looking at and take a look at what you let your children look at because I think you're just an un, like a, a racist who doesn't know that they're a racist, honestly. And I don't like to just throw around racist things every time brown people are like criticized, but I really feel like really it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it just wasn't. And I felt like a bad advocate because I didn't say anything, but like I've been through enough with this person where it's just not even worth it. And yeah. I feel like that's a bad thing, but. Also, I feel like there is truth in the fact that some people just have to, like, die out. (laughs) Like, you can't change some people's opinions. (laughs) And it's okay. You don't need to have said anything because you didn't even watch it. Like, you you couldn't know the finer points of it. But I just say, as a Latina woman, I've never been prouder. Like, I've been, I was so proud, and I would let all of, if I had any children of any age, I would let them watch it. I'm not saying, like, like ooh, I want my children to dance on a pole, but also, like, I don't even know. It didn't even seem that sexual. She was, like, dancing on it, but, like, she wasn't, like, twerking on the pole. She wasn't, it didn't even seem, I don't know. It didn't even seem raunchy to me. I don't know. Anyway. I think I pole dancing is interesting trip. to watch, but I don't know why it's supposed to be arousing. <laughs> yeah, I Whatever. I think it's impressive if you could climb up a pole and then spin down it. I'm like amazed, but yeah, um, I thought that all erect. Was, they were like <laughs> they were like showing off how fit they are, but like I don't think anything like disgusting was done. Someone said like, "Oh, stop waving your crotches at the at the screen." I don't remember that. Like, if you're that mad, like you were looking to be mad, man, because yeah. I don't remember anything that was obscene. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. If anyone wants to fight me, I'll fight you. <laughs> also, I'm gonna dress. As scandalous as I can once I'm 40, so that I can fight with people. How's your week? Uh, I'm still so excited from yesterday. That was a great Super Bowl halftime. Um, here's here's a thing I'm going to ask you. I always wear surgical masks at the airport. That's not the question yet, uh, because I don't want to get sick, and I've gotten sick in an airport in an airport a lot. I extra wanted to wear a surgical mask because of corona, coronavirus, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not like terrified of it, but I normally wear a surgical mask. My father brought it to my attention that I'm about to go to Cancun with a, a Chinese American man. And that if I wear a mask, <laughs> it's gonna, it'll it's probably gonna indict be, him. Yes. I'm with Corona. 
<laughs> yeah, or, or like it's going to look like I'm shielding myself from him or it'll bring like excessive attention to him. What are your thoughts? I told my boyfriend I think he left, but I don't whole know. hug, he should wear a Corona beer t-shirt. <laughs> I like and, that. Yeah, and you just wear your mask. <laughs> Okay, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, like the other compromise would be he could wear a mask too. Yeah, I think we should just both wear masks. But yeah. I don't think I can get that. But I also, I don't want to not wear a mask just because. But I don't want to bring attention. In, I don't want to bring racism against him. So maybe I won't. But then if I'm sick, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. How much time is there? Can you like Amazon a, like a more sick substantial medical mask <laughs> that looks more like an accessory and less like a medical mask. Hmm. I mean, I do have time to Amazon Prime it. I'm going on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. I- I'm going to think about this. Did I even see how my week was? I don't know. It doesn't matter. My week was fine. Icebreaker. Marissa? Yeah? This is gonna This is going to sound like a strange question, so... I presume that you might want me to answer first to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, but... Yeah, probably. If you could have, like, a subtle superpower, what would it be? Okay, you can answer me first. So, my example was to always smell good. Uh, Okay, okay. (laughs) Like, to to whoever's smelling me. Okay. I'm not going to, like, solve any problems with that, but at the same time... I think it's just really like I think like some people would just be like, that smells nice. <laughs> okay. You know, like I, you could bring some some sunshine to someone's day, but also I think that people wouldn't like, I, and I don't think it's so much where people are going to be like, I need to be near him because he smells good. Like I'm not looking for that. Yeah. And it wasn't like I had an experience where I just smelled bad. In fact, somebody walked by and I was like, that person smells nice. It'd be cool if you smelled nice all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a fantastic one, but I feel like I can't steal it. Though I feel like I kind of want that, but I guess if I have a... I mean, this is barely a superpower. This is just wishful thinking. But uh, I wish I never had... I wish I had the power to suppress... I don't, I don't know if this is the right word. Suppress hair growth in certain areas of my body, but not all of them. So that I never would have facial hair, underarm hair, leg hair, or... Private part hair, <laughs> but that I still have. Sorry, I was actually not sure what you were trying to yeah, get. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that would be my superpower to I suppress like hair growth in select places. But I would want it to not have to be like I'm constantly working to suppress it. I don't want to have to be thinking about oh, I don't want hair to grow every moment of my life. Yeah, me neither. Like I don't want to have to figure out what the best smell to everybody is. Yeah, I want it to be like a power that takes very little effort on my part. Yeah. I like that. So, The opposite of very little effort would be a lot of effort. What is this segue? And what I'm going to talk about today, the original reason why I wanted to have this particular topic and we were supposed to, not that we were supposed to, but we were going to record last week and Marissa was like, I can't. And I was like, cool, maybe I'll come up with a better subject than what I came up with. Mm-hmm. But then that day I was talking to a coworker and I just happened to read a couple articles about this before I had this conversation. So then I was like, you know what? It feels like the universe is telling me that I need to talk about this. Okay. This instructor was telling me about how athletic coaches where I work are using tracking technology to make sure that students go to class. <laughs> what the fuck? 
The most popular method of doing this is with beacon technology. And the I'm way that- sorry. Can't the teachers just take attendance and tell the coaches whether or not they were there? Yes. And why is it so a lot of creepy? them do? But why do they need technology? I guess okay, they're trying sorry. to like nip it in the bud before it becomes a problem. That's creepy. That's what I said. <laughs> but okay. uh there's a couple of different ways you can do this. One is with beacon technology, and most of the places that have used beacons basically you have an app on your phone that will speak to this Bluetooth device that's in the room. And when you get in the room, it'll send a message to the device, and then the device will be like, hey, Marissa was here. Before this, it's been used in marketing. So if you have the Target app and you're in Target and say you're in the electronics department and you're like, man, I need some tissues. I wonder where the tissues are. You can just look up tissues in your Target app and then get a store map and it'll pinpoint where the tissues are in the store. Okay. <laughs> Why does anyone need any of this? But continue. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess part of the fun of being in a Target is just wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I know. Now they're using these to track students at college. It was developed by, this is, I find this even stranger. It was developed by a guy who was an assistant coach. <laughs> I mean, his problem was he couldn't get his damn his damn athletes to go to class. Is it like an epidemic? I well, here's the thing: if you're a coach and your player is awesome, but they're not going to class, well, they can't stay on the team. And so, if you want the person to be on the team, you need them to go to class. Yeah, yeah, okay. Conceivably, you need them to do more than just go to class. But <laughs> there is a company called Spotter Edu which seems to be leading in this particular arena from an article about the North Carolina Tar Heels, one of the schools that has utilized this technology, and they use it for the football team. And they, the reporter couldn't get anybody from the football team to comment, but they did get like another athlete who was like, seems kind of like an invasion of privacy. But absolutely, Spotter EDU says it's not because it only tracks when you're near this beacon. So if you're near anything else, it's not going to track you. So it's not, you know, in your room and it's like, oh, you're blipping in your room right now when you should be over there. Okay, that's good at least. Except some of them kind of do do that. What do you <laughs> Be- mean? Because some of them don't use beacons because then you have to buy beacons, put them up. You have to make sure that the beacons don't die. It sounds like a lot of so some places just build it into their Wi-Fi. So if you're connecting to a hotspot that's in the classroom, that shows that you are in that classroom. If you're connecting yeah. to the hotspot outside of your dorm room, it shows that you're not in class. And that, you know, if you know the spread of an entire organization and the different amounts of access points you need to provide, you can pretty much track wherever somebody is on the campus if you're seeing what Wi-Fi they're connected to. Okay. So to me, it's a little unsettling. Aside from the fact that you are in college and you should be able to handle the simple task of waking up and going to class, you are actually opting in to being tracked on your phone. And you kind of have to. Because if you don't, and then you don't go to class, you don't play the sport. I feel like people should be capable of handling that. What's, what's, what I find even funnier slash scarier is that the easiest way around this is to just give your friend in the class your phone for the duration of the class. Ooh, yeah. But people can't be apart from their phone that long. (laughs) That's okay. 
that's happening in colleges, and I think that is like treating young adults like they're children who can't manage their own lives, which is not really. I mean, that can be true <laughs> depending on who you're working with. I、um, feel like I don't know whether I'm more troubled about what that says for the students or whether I'm more troubled with like, okay, someone gets dropped from the team, they should live with the consequences. That's、can、how I、coach? feel. I work at a Division Three school. It's not like any of these people are LeBron James. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess the same. Like, what? <laughs> so what? Is that going to ruin the coach's life if they have to drop a kid? Like, does the coach define himself? Our football team has like 400 people on it, and there's like 500 people in the freshman class. Yeah, <laughs> if you lose one, it's not a big deal. <laughs> But in terms of, I guess, rankings academically, that sort of stuff, like there's different ways, places where it comes into play. And I guess if you have enough athletes that aren't going to class and that you're not keeping up with, then it could look bad for your institution. However, I think there's also、uh, something that you may have gotten to if I didn't cut in. Also, what does it say about the institution that has sacrificed the integrity of taking these people who can't even get their asses to class? <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I don't know. This is upsetting. That's college, and a lot of times students don't tend to think about their privacy policies and privacy preferences very much. Oh, a lot of times, I'm pretty sure no one does. <laughs> that is in college, but it actually starts earlier than that. Uh, in a BuzzFeed news piece by Caroline Haskins, she focuses on Santa Fe High School, which has about 1,300 students. They employ a service called Gaggle. Have you heard of this, Marissa? Sounds familiar, but no, I can't tell you what it is, so maybe not. Gaggle refers to a group of geese. Perhaps that's why it sounds familiar. I mean, yes, I know that. <laughs>、um, Gaggle tracks student emails, chats, projects, pictures. What? Anything associated with their school. Email accounts. Pete, what? <laughs> Adults know. Pete, this is fucked up. Like, you, Marissa, know that if you wanted to send me an email complaining about your job, you would do it on your not work email. Yeah. I don't know that students know that. They don't. No,、young. they don't. They absolutely don't. <laughs> And so they say that the notion behind this is safety management, which makes sense for this particular school because they lost ten people to a school shooter in 2018. Okay. If、yeah. a student is planning something, if they're making threats, anything like that, then Gaggle can catch it because it plugs into Google and Microsoft's cloud-based platforms. Meaning, if you're using the Google Suite or Office 365 at your institution, they can just slip Gaggle in there, and now everything is getting watched. Oof. Additionally,、okay. this particular article pointed out if you sign up with, if you sign up for a social media account. And you use your school email address for it. Any notica- notifications that get delivered to that inbox are also sort of part of the purview of what they get to look at. Ooh, that is kind of ooh. I don't think any. Whoa, that's. Ooh, <laughs> I don't like this. I have to apologize ahead of time because I do feel lazy when I do this. But I had to. I ha- thought I had more time today than I did, and I ended up copying and pasting a bunch of stuff in here. So a lot of these are direct. From the article, Pete,、um, do you even remember my steak episode? <laughs> Come on, go ahead.、Um, no、judgment. There are hundreds of pa-、uh, hundreds of newly revealed gaggle documentation and content moderation policies, as well as invoices and student incident reports from 17 school districts around the country, obtained via public records requests, show that gaggle 
is subjecting young lives to relentless inspection and charging schools that use it upwards of $60,000. Whoa! It's not at all clear whether Gaggle is effective in saving lives, as it claims, but of course... Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, like... (laughs) Whoa, that's crazy. Or that its brand of relentless surveillance, from the article, is without long-term consequences for the students that it promises to protect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For example, a college student whose middle school used Gaggle when they were in middle school told BuzzFeed that the tool taught him or her, taught them, (laughs) that they would always be watched. Quote, I feel like now I'm very desensitized to the threat of my information being looked at by people. So this is a person who's growing up going, well, people are going to spy on me for my life. And and I have to be okay with that. And um, government, (laughs) that's it. So how does Gaggle work? It uses an in-house AI-powered filtering system, uh, which is just as simple as you maybe typing Control-F into a big document. What? Uh, And it it scans Google's and Microsoft's suites, emails, documents, chats, calendars, compares to what students write against a block word list, which contains profanity as well as references to self-harm, violence, bullying, or drugs. Also, kids can just learn to censor themselves and like use code words i don't think they're like that stupid though a gaggle spokesperson told buzzfeed news that the list is regularly updated and quote based on the language commonly used by children and adolescents for almost a decade oh i really 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 want to know who's employed and who is in charge of updating that because i would love to see really like what they know about anything the service also runs images uploaded through an anti-pornography scanner, which is also powered by AI, pervy AI. Gaggle, citing the sensitivity of its proprietary information, declined to tell BuzzFeed how the tools were trained. But you might... And, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, after that, I need to... After your next sentence, I need to interject. Go you ahead. might recall from like us talking about AI in the past, like you have to train AI to know like context and things like that so if you put fuck in an email it's gonna flag it yeah which is fine right but Mm -hmm. don't worry they're not stupid if you put f asterisk ck they'll also get you (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay uh i just needed to slightly interject i don't remember what it's called but there is this amazon uh, app or like or Amazon software uh, that companies uh, can oh, let me see if I can do this right. I was reading an article. It's this thing where companies can pay someone to spend time training their basically training their AI software yeah. or or it's just yeah. And I was reading an article about how. First of all, how underpaid people are to do those tasks, but mostly how people are unknowingly subjected. They're paid this money. They're like, okay, like, do this thing to help us. You need to train the AI. And they end up having to see beheadings, having to see child pornography, having to see, like, corpses. So people training this AI are normally regular people who have to see 
horrific things that will stay in their mind forever so they could train a computer to know that that's bad. So I just wanted to let you know that when there is, like, effective AI software, that someone had to see that stuff and flag it for the AI to know that. Did I explain that properly? Yes, you did. Okay. Anyway, sorry to interject. I just was – I never stopped to think about that until recently. for the greater good, right? Yes. Good to drive a few people insane so that you can protect a bunch of others. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Among the words and phrases in Gaggle's list are suicide, kill myself, want to die, hurt me, drunk, and heroin. What kid can afford heroin? I feel like a lot of kids would say off myself, possibly. Gaggle to, uh, also commonly that. catches profanity in 17 school districts. Uh, about 80% of the posts flagged by Gaggle within a particular school were flagged with four such words, meaning profanity. Um, and, like, if your kid says, like, this homework is shitty, like, what what rule are they breaking? <laughs> I know, I know, I wonder how strict it is. Also on the list, uh, and that's the thing, their numbers can be high because there's 80% of the posts that you are paying this company $60,000 to find are just curse words. Like, what are you going to do about it, principal? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, I hope no one's getting in trouble for curse words. Also like, on the list, LGBTQ-related words like gay, lesbian, shit. and query. And Why? Not query. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? What is the explanation for that? When asked whether the company provides LGBTQ sensitivity training to safety representatives, Gaggle said that it coaches them on how to separate bias and personal opinion from content moderation decisions. It's unclear if, in addition to anti-discrimination training, Gaggle educates moderators on the specific challenges that LGBTQ youth may encounter. So if I send you an email and I go, Marissa, I, I think I might be gay, that would get flagged and uh the moderator can decide whether that's something that i should be in trouble for or not oh that is <laughs> fucked up oh my god that is so fucked up between july of 2018 and june of this year 2019 gaggle flagged 447 cases of questionable content and 31 possible student situations including possible suicides in one Illinois school district according to 500 pages of emails from the school district many of the documents flagged appear creative or expository items flagged for demonstrating a risk of suicide or self-harm often contain titles like poem portfolio possible poems oh my essay, and common app college entry essay <laughs> Yeah, I will just, uh, another side note, I remember I was sent to the guidance counselor uh, once uh, when I was in middle school because I was writing poetry, and I just had, like, normal teenage angst. I wasn't, like, suicidal or anything. I think my poem was, like, I shall never, the first line, I don't know why it's etched into my mind, is, like, I shall never shed a sorrowful tear anymore or some shit. And they were, like, they sent me to the guidance counselor, said I seemed excessively depressed, and made my mother sign all of my poetry. Though I somehow, like, put another paper on top of it, which is, like, something you'd see on a TV show, yeah. and she didn't read it. Uh, and I never wrote poetry in school forever. I'm not saying that they weren't right to be concerned, but I don't think you're average. Uh, I don't. No. 
snow. <laughs> that's all. I just I just think if that's not handled properly, it's just gonna yeah uh, just stop kids from being creative at all. Which anyway. you know who cares? Um, yeah. <laughs> Aligning with what Marissa was talking about earlier to make Gaggle worse, a job description posted to Indeed notes that they are typically capped at 38 hours per week, which is two hours short of what an employee needs to be considered full-time and legally entitled to benefits. What? Gaggle declined to answer whether their level one safety representatives receive benefits or insurance. What the fuck, man? They get paid $10 an hour. And so you are, for $10 an hour, sort of sifting through all this questionable content and deciding whether or not it should be reported. And and like Marissa was saying, you're like a part-time person, so you probably don't get insurance. And so... I wouldn't give a shit. You're like fully expendable in a, in a, in a lot of weird ways. <laughs> I would say 100% if I was paid $10 an hour to do that, I wouldn't really care that much. I think that this is a very sensitive job, and I think this should be... Right. Paid. Yeah. Because if you don't care... <laughs> then bad things could happen on your watch. Quote, teaching young people that you should exist online to the extent that you are palatable to companies or future employers, I think is worrisome, says Chris Gilliard, English professor at Macomb Community College who studies privacy and inequality. These are children. They're supposed to be exploring and learning and have the ability to make mistakes. Seriously, dude. I don't know why I said dude, but yes. I remember I... um, oversee an e-portfolio platform so i have to go into people's classes all the time and it's crazy how much they lean into like all of the places that you apply for a job are going to google you and when they google you they're going to hold it all against you and you know like you have to set all this stuff to private and yeah like inherent in all that is like you're doing bad things and you need to hide it (laughs) i know i agree like i don't know unless you're like ripping bongs and like throwing up uh, in your public social media you're probably not doing anything that would not get you hired i freelance for a gothic magazine which everyone thought was going to make me unhirable and i actually ended up putting the gothic stuff in my portfolio and people love it and it just shows my writing ability also i used to like dress up like a clown all the time and i have a blog where like I have, like, burlesque models and shit. Like, I'm sure people have found me on the internet. As long as you're not doing something fucking heinous or you're applying to, like, work for a Christian school and you're a Satanist, like, you're kind of doing that crazy. Or you don't have a boss like your old boss who probably would, like, not hire somebody because of their social media. Like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your old, very unprofessional boss, like, yeah. that's a job that if they didn't hire you because of your social media, you'd be lucky because you wouldn't yeah. have to deal with that person. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the people who would hold this kind of stuff against you might be, yeah. The people who would hold that stuff against you, I feel like, want to be in your personal life too much, and that's a red flag to begin with. Like, a, a normal There's a lot bo- of like- places. The other thing that bugs me about this, Marissa, I'm sorry, is the one where you live your job. Because I work in education, part of what I'm supposed to do is like live my work. I'm supposed to be an expert in the field and, you know, like know all this stuff and network and all this stuff. And it's like, it's a job. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's a job and I'm not bad at it. I don't want it to be my life. But then. You should, though. If you start combing through different places and stuff, you'll find, yeah, that people who get ahead in the industry are living their lives behind their work yeah 
I, I totally agree. <laughs> well, Marissa, the last piece that I want to talk about is appearance search, which is pretty straightforward. Uh, Rebecca Highwell from the Vox Arm Recode, they covered this new tech in a piece just a couple of weeks ago. Appearance uh, search can find people based on their age, gender, and clothing, and facial characteristics, and it scans through videos like facial, facial recognition tech, though the company that it makes says that it doesn't technically count as a full-fledged facial recognition tool. <laughs> Wh- why? Being utilized in schools. Imagine you're a safety officer monitoring live video camera feeds on campus. You see a young person you don't recognize. How could you recognize them all? doing something suspicious in a hallway. Mm -hmm. From your computer, you click on that person's body, and based on the details about that student, like their gender, age, hair, clothing, um, and potentially what this company calls facial characteristics, it won't recognize your face, but it will recognize your facial characteristics. What is the difference? Is there a difference? (laughs) No. You can use their artificial intelligence to basically monitor all the other cameras in the school to find where they go while they're in the school. Okay. And other people, I suppose, who look like them. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, It also, they also sell one that detects unusual motion, which they define as... What does that um, mean? If the hallway's supposed to be empty, but somebody's walking down it, then it flags... You know, that as suspicious activity. You mean to go to the bathroom? Like, come <laughs> on, dude. Or cutting class or or also, yeah, like walking down with a rifle waiting for you to start, you know, Okay, you know doing. what? That's okay. I guess I could see the use for that kind of, yeah. Then it's this is a, not a black and white moral thing. Uh, The New York Civil Liberties Union says that more than a dozen school districts in New York State have purchased this equipment. They don't know for certain how many have access to or have used the appearance search tool. The technology strategist said that in an email, given its inclusion into the main Aviglion... I don't know how to say the company's name. That's why I've just been saying the company's name. Okay. Uh, Basically into their like core control center software, um, it's it's built into that and so like if you buy it and you don't use it it would be like buying the adobe suite and just using photoshop like you have access to all these other products that you're just not going to use and you're going to pay what seven hundred dollars to just use photoshop yeah right now we don't see any we don't have any concerns about how these analytics are utilized we haven't gotten concerns from our community about invasions of privacy based on these analytics says Mm -hmm. um Somebody who I didn't figure out. <laughs> somebody who runs a school, maybe? Says somebody. <laughs> oh, this that was somebody from the company, that's right, uh, who argues that parents are more concerned about keeping their kids safe than their privacy. Which brings us to a final this conclusion. This is so complicated, and I'm you glad really I'm not You really have to ask, me. and I apologize because I didn't figure out who this person was either, but you really have to <laughs> ask... Um, what are you willing to sacrifice to play a game of what if? A school shooting could happen at any time and any place, and we know that. But do we need to invade the privacy of every person who enrolls in a particular school in order to prevent that? Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about this? I don't know, Pete. I think I'm with this this last guy. Like, And I chopped off the ending because I sort of wanted to leave it as an open-ended question. He goes, I don't think so. Yeah. 
And I'm inclined to agree, but I know well, a thousand percent that I would feel differently if someone that I knew died in a school shooting. Yeah. Like my sister's a teacher. If she got shot in a school shooting, I would be like, no, put cameras in there. I don't give a shit. What are these kids doing all day anyway? Who needs to protect their privacy yeah. and their kids? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. This is very tricky. But what I really think is the most interesting about it is that if you start surveilling children when they're children and they become used to it, the logical conclusion is that you can monitor them their entire lives and they won't think it's unusual. That's very true. And then you start to get into, like, CCTV and all sorts of just sort of governmental things where people will watch where you are all the time. And depending yeah. on how, you know, informed or um, conspiracy-related or whatever you may be, you might be like, they're doing that anyway, who cares? It's kind of the kind of stuff that makes you go, I think I'm going to homeschool my kid. Then you yeah. get another whole social can of worms. Yeah, I don't... Oh, gosh, this all makes me so bummed out. Yeah. Well, guys, this is the future. Police state 2020. It's such an easy argument to sort of back down from. If you're at like um, a school board meeting and the school board's talking about installing this software and the things that it can do and you stand up and you say, I'm concerned about the privacy of my child. And another parent stands up and goes, well, what if your child got shot? Then you guys got to be like, I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree that like some of these are like insane to me. But yeah, if I had a, a child or someone I knew that got shot, I would be like, did, no privacy ever for anyone. Yeah, we're living in a very fear-based culture these days. And yeah. It is a bummer that you have to spy on kids to make sure that they don't kill each other, literally. <laughs> I know, it's so interesting, like, I think about, I have to be like, when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, like, like, I can't even imagine any shit like this happening. Yeah. But whatever. And then in some cases, too, it's like, so the kid's smoking outside and he's not allowed to. We'll take away his cigarettes and then next week he's just going to be smoking outside again, so who gives a shit? And it's like... <laughs> There are some cases where it's like, well, like, what am I supposed to do as as an institution? Yeah, I <laughs> just don't sit there know. and watch him. <laughs> no, have more have more dare classes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Does that still exist? Probably. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But Did anyway. I ever tell you the story about how the dare cop from my school? <laughs> this is me, guys. This is a peek inside of me. And remember, I was a child at the time. Okay. A dare cop from my school pulled his car up, parked in a fire lane so he could go out and pick up some dinner from a pizza place. And one thing I can't stand that all cops do is leave their car idling. But all of this is not important because what is important is I was walking out from getting a haircut and I saw him and I said, Hey, Officer Davies! And he didn't even look at me. Oh, what a dude! And I said, Fuck that guy. Well, <laughs> For the rest of my life. You said that as a kid? You said, fuck no, that guy? Oh. But that's how I felt. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> fuck him. Okay. So. That story's going to haunt me. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Not and even joking. I remember at the time, too, being like, how many kids does he know, for God's sake? How I can know. he not say hello? Uh, but then it didn't occur to me that he probably went to, like, six different schools. Who cares? A child said hello to you. It doesn't matter yes. if you remember who you are. Yeah. I didn't say it with the right words, but whatever. He had a funny chin, too.
It's time for plugs. You got anything to plug? <laughs> ooh, 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 let me think. I'm going to go first. Yeah, go. Because this, again, is just like a happenstance of timing sort of thing. But Netflix has this show. I think it's Brazilian. Okay. Um, and it's called Omniscient. And basically what they do in the show is that they exist in a society in which drones watch your every move. Ooh, if relevant. You live, if you live inside the city. And the thing is, like, uh, nobody commits any crimes and... There's a side, there's like a B story about a particular character who starts to think about the psychology of it. Is it like, is it that we don't commit the crimes because we know we're being watched or we don't commit the crimes because we know that it's wrong and that like, I don't know. And yeah. that you're going to get caught for it no matter what, basically. And they have a jail and there's only like 25 people in it. But basically it was kind of an interesting show about surveillance and what happens in it to sort of set a plot in motion is that the main character's father gets murdered and none of the cameras pick up who did it or what happened. Ooh, okay, and so I like that. she has to figure out, you know, what went wrong. And she works for like the big company that does all the all the drones. Not to be an ignorant person, but I'm sorry, is this subtitles? <laughs> uh it's dubbed. I watched it dubbed. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I am a lazy person who multitasks. Yeah. Um, I guess if you have Hulu, Shrill Season 2 is out. A.D. Bryant kind of gets on my nerves, but Joe Firestone, Pete's favorite, is fantastic. Why did she get on your nerves? No, I'm sorry. A.D. Bryant doesn't get on my nerves. Her the character in Shrill gets on yeah. my nerves. Yeah, A.D. Bryant's fantastic. There was a point at the end of that, sh- that first season where you were like, you're turning into an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't get why she had to be that much of an asshole. Like yeah. I am, I don't. Yeah. I like, kind of just. I, I I the thing I can't stand about those things is it's like well you're either going to be treated like shit or you're going to go in the complete opposite direction and start to treat other people like shit. Nobody ever finds the medium and is just. Oh, people treated me badly, and now I don't want to treat other people badly because that felt bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I, I just thought was interesting because, like, I just, I was like, I get it. You're trying to, like, she didn't want it to be all about her weight. So I guess, you know, she wanted to have more depth than that. But I don't know why having depth in shows always ends up making the lead character hateable. I don't know if what I said made sense. But I yeah. just feel like, I just feel like that's the way a lot of people go these days in that direction. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But Joe Firestone is fantastic in it. Uh, I probably could have better things to plug, but I can't think of any. You could plug patreon.com slash y'all heard. Yeah, that. 570-208. Nope, that's my work phone number. 570. Yeah. <laughs> 570 pod one Also, new rule. If you have something to say to me about the steak, I'm not going to listen unless it's in a voicemail. I think that's a great Because people have been telling me all sorts of things about steak. I don't give a shit unless it's in our voicemail. I said, why don't you leave a voicemail? They're like, no. And uh, Yeah, Brian, Karaskillo, if you're listening to this, I'm talking to you. I don't want to hear no more shit about steak unless you're leaving a voicemail. Um, and I think it's Applebee's or maybe Chili's. But they have a commercial now, and there's a bunch of different food on it, and there's a friggin' big steak right in the middle with a piece of herbed butter just sliding down. Yeah, the that's the way I yeah. like it. Oof, I do have a slight correction to make, though. Okay. I'm a steak novice, so I forget that there are many different types of steak. Ah, uh, cuts, yes, yes. So I need to... No, you don't. 
Okay, never mind. <laughs> I mean, it explains why one is $53, but not well. well. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, maybe I'd go for medium well with a really thick one, but I'll, I'll definitely go well with a thin one in butter. But I would say maybe I'm open to medium well. <laughs> or <laughs> I never heard you diss medium well. Yeah. Medium I mean, rare, you yeah. are vehemently opposed to. Actually, I'll even go a medium maybe on a thick one. Just nothing was rare. I will go medium on a thick steak sometimes if the place is going to overcook it. Because I asked for a medium well the uh, yesterday. Not a yesterday, the other day. And I didn't realize how fucking thick the steak was going to be. And they definitely gave it to me well. So they're definitely right about how people will cook it more than it's supposed to be. So, mm-hmm. And I put butter all over it. And it was delicious on top just where the butter hit. But the butter she's wasn't seeping in. A steak sandwich. She's got steak, butter in the middle, another piece of steak, and she just eats it. That's what I should have done. I uh, oh okay. So I've gotten a. She's thick gonna make steak. a steak taco. Yeah, I have gotten just a thick fold steak before. Oh, pouring the butter in her face. Okay, not a hundred percent like Pete said, but <laughs> once I ordered a steak, well done, and it was thicker than I thought it was. So what I did is I cut it down the middle, made two steaks, <laughs> then put butter on both ends, both sides, and it was like great. It. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, that's all I have to have. Thank you for listening. All I have to have? What? Bye. Bye.